My baby is right here doing his detergent. What the fuck did you just say? Do my what? Do detergent. Do detergent. I'm doing my due diligence. Press it away. My due diligence. Say it. Do diligence. Do diligence. Do due diligence. You about to fuck me up. Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son About His Father is a documentary released in 2008 and directed by Kirk Kenny. Dear Zachary tells the story of Andrew Bagby, a man who was murdered by his ex-girlfriend as she was pregnant with their son Zachary. The movie is available on Tubi. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Major spoiler alerts are ahead. The film begins with director Kirk Kenny sharing pictures and stories of his friend Andrew Bagby. When Andrew saves up enough money to attend medical school, he moves to Newfoundland in Canada, where he met and began dating the much older Shirley Turner. When Andrew graduated from medical school, he moved to New York while Shirley moved to Iowa for work-related reasons, thus ensuing a tumultuous long-distance relationship. A year later, Andrew moves once again, this time to a small town in Pennsylvania. During a visit, Andrew breaks up with Shirley and sends her on a plane back home to Iowa. The very next day, Shirley drives over a thousand miles back to meet up with Andrew. The following morning, Andrew's lifeless body is found in a park. Shirley becomes a prime suspect and flees back to Newfoundland. Kurt begins interviewing Andrew's parents, Dave and Kate, to begin the documentary in memory of Andrew. Shirley then reveals that she is four months pregnant with Andrew's child. She is arrested but is released on bail. During the lengthy legal process, Shirley gives birth to a boy, naming him Zachary. Enough evidence determines that Shirley was Andrew's killer, rewarding Dave and Kate custody of Zachary. During her time in jail, Shirley appeals her arrest. She is then released once again as a judge deemed her as a non-threat to society, forcing Dave and Kate to give Zachary back to her. However, shortly thereafter, on the morning of August 18, 2003, Shirley kills herself and Zachary by jumping into the Atlantic Ocean as Zachary was strapped to her. Infuriated, Dave and Kate start a campaign to change Canadian bail laws since Zachary's death was preventable. Four years later, Kurt finishes his documentary, dedicating it to the memory of Andrew and Zachary. The film ends with Kurt, interviewing more of Andrew's friends reminiscing of him as he realizes that the documentary was truly meant for Dave and Kate. You know... I am a big, big fan of documentaries. Uh, what I like so much about documentaries is that obviously they're real. They also bring you awareness to whatever the subject may be. But then you get these ones, man. Dear Zachary, a letter to his son about his father will take you on a roller coaster of emotions, an absolute gut punch. It is heartbreaking, depressing. But despite that, it is one of the most beautifully crafted documentaries I have ever seen. And, man, I don't think enough people have even heard of it because I have never met anybody else that's seen this movie. And this is what this episode is about, to shed some light on this damn good 
yet damn depressing documentary. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's do this shit, brother. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 51. 51. Of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. We're your host, fantastic as always. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Damn, brother. This is our season finale. Yeah. I know that uh, we usually start with a fucked up one and then we end with a fucked up one. This is like on a fucked up one on a whole nother level, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's, you know, real life events, like I just mentioned and shit. And I don't remember watching documentaries where I legitimately was fucking angry when I was afterwards when I was watching. I remember when I finished watching this documentary, man, I just laid down in bed and I just stood or just laid down there just fucking like appalled to be a human. Hmm. And I was like legit fucking like unhappy for a couple of days. Yeah. And I remember telling myself like, yeah, I don't as fucking amazing as this documentary was i don't want to watch this ever again hmm. and that was years ago when i first watched it but for the sake of this podcast i was like damn i'm gonna bring myself to watch this uh documentary once again and they ended up watching it a third time just for like taking notes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it just like it's it re-breaks my heart each and every time man yeah. my, my heart aches my heart aches just watching it even talking about it and stuff like that but i felt like it was uh, a good movie to bring up for our listeners. That way they they know about this film because the one thing for me is that uh, the parents in this film that we'll get into, uh, Dave and Kate, uh, they just come off as like just such amazing people, like just wonderful human beings. They are the embodiment of what parents should be. Mm-hmm. And for all this shit to happen to them, just life is cruel, man. Yeah. It really is, man. Uh, we'll get into the movie, we'll get into all that, but that does not start without opening up some beer, so but let them know what we're drinking tonight. Tonight we are drinking a brew from a brewery called Prime, Primator, right? Maybe? Yes. Uh, specialty line beer. It is a double box, 10.5%. It's a Czech craft brewery. The reason I got this one, bro, is honestly because I needed something strong after watching this. Mm. So, yeah, this is a 10 and a half Ooh, percenter. Man. Holy cow. So, it's got some bites. Let me get a swig right here, brother. Oh, a man. little one. Holy fuck. That was just good to get some wine. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty good, though. Mm. Wow. Oh, yeah, I got I to gotta slow down on this. <clears throat> Getting a swig right here. Oh, man, that's uh, that's interesting. Mm. What is this brew with, man? This is fucking good. Oh man, I gotta take it easy though. I don't want to. Dr- I don't want to drink too fast. <laughs> um, so this is usually the time where we have our shout out of the week and as well as story time with Tiki. However, I didn't feel it was appropriate to get a funny story or anything or a shout out like that because I just don't think it was appropriate for this somber episode that we're going to talk about. Such um depressing film uh so no shout out of the week no story time and we're just gonna get straight to the ranking brother if you don't mind let me go first yeah yeah good yeah man i'm i'm really digging this for a ten and a half percenter man it's got this like sweetness at the end when you drink this Mm -hmm. um this is really it's pretty strong pretty smooth but i'm digging this and it is like a darker ale right Uh, yeah so i'm a big fan of those give me four stars out of five brother but i'm gonna pace myself yeah, I don't want to slur my lines so early. 
It's definitely a boozy one. I like Vox. This mm. one is really strong. It's a little too sweet for me. It, yeah. it's, this tastes almost like a dessert beer, if there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. No, there <laughs> um, is. Okay, yeah. It's uh, it's almost like drinking, um, like molasses, not molasses specifically, but like that kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a little bit. I'm not a big fan of sweet. Uh, people that know me, I hate wines, and yeah, I know uh-huh. they're they're dry wines, but I still, I just don't like that kind of taste. So for this one, it's not terrible for me. Um, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna swig right here for the good man right here, Ben. Yeah. Thumbs up. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's dive right into Dear Zachary, man. All right, so uh, my introduction to this is that this film used to be on Netflix. It's not there anymore. It is on Tubi now, so please go on Tubi and check it out. Um, when I first, wa- I remember I stumbled upon a list on, I believe it was fucking Yahoo News or something like that. They did a, uh, they did a countdown of the top ten most depressing or like disturbing documentaries on netflix or whatever mm. and this one was like at number six i believe it wasn't it wasn't very high up there's like middle of the road you know mm-hmm. but this is the only one where i read the premise and like it actually interested me so i i found it and i watched it and i said fuck man i go how is this not number one mm. <laughs> this was like yeah because i i saw the um the documentary that was number one have you heard of the act of killing Bro, have you seen that one? Mm, no. Well, I watched that one, and yeah, it has its disturbing parts and shit. Because I'll I'll get into that like later, like and shit like that. But to me, this one was just way way harder to stomach, uh, just because you know I don't want to give spoilers away right now. We gotta we gotta go through this plot and stuff like that. But that's my introduction to this one. And I remember when I talk about when if I'm ever in the discussion of talking documentaries to anybody. This is one I always bring up and nobody's ever heard of it. So if you've gone out of your way to check it out, please message me or, or talk to me about it, man. I'd, I'd like to discuss this thing. I, as depressing as it is, you know, I'm, I'm always up to uh, speak about movies with anybody. So please do so. You had not watched this, brother? or No, I have. I've seen this. Oh, long... oh, did you? I saw it a long time ago, yeah. Uh, what's your introduction to it? How, how did you hear of it? Um... It's hazy because it was a long time ago. This documentary came out in, what, two, like 2008, right? Yeah. I saw this movie at least 10 years ago. It mm-hmm. was, uh, I forgot even where I watched it. You said it was on Netflix, yeah. but I don't know how long. I know I had Netflix 10 years ago, but I don't know if that's where I saw it. But I think I was reading something on the internet where somebody had offhandedly mentioned this movie, and I had to search for it, and I found it somewhere, and then I watched it, and I do remember being disturbed by it, um, but I did enjoy it, like, mm-hmm. As far as like the story, I mean, obviously the story is tragic, it's grim. It's but grim, yeah. but you know the the person the documentary is about and the people that are involved, mm-hmm. I did it, I did like it, but I hadn't seen it in forever. And then when you mentioned, oh, we should do this one, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that one, and then that's that's it. The rest yeah. is history. All right, so let's get into the premise of this, man. So we have a director by the name of Kirk Kenny. Uh, he is making a documentary in the memory of his friend who was murdered. By his estranged ex-girlfriend. And then she reveals to them that she was four months pregnant with his child. And named the son Zachary. So Kurt is making a documentary for Zachary. So that he gets to know 
when his father is was as a man. That is some hard shit. So you know it's going to pull out your heartstrings with that. All right. So now let's get into, oh, I don't want to say characters because these are very real people. Mm-hmm. So these are the people that are involved in this movie. I already mentioned Kurt. He is the director. He is the friend of Andrew, who is the main subject in this. Andrew is the one that was murdered. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention uh, about Kurt is that while he directs this, he's also the narrator mm-hmm. in this film. Um, Andrew, like I said, was murdered by his crazy bitch ex-girlfriend, Shirley Turner, who uh, is like twice married, has three other children with us. She is much older than Andrew. And there are more people along the way, but to me, like the one, uh, the other people I want to bring up are Dave and Kate, who are Andrew's parents. And I already mentioned it, but man, they come off as just fantastic, wonderful, loving people, man. Uh, just so tragic that they have to endure all this shit that's about to happen, man. And along the way, of course, there are many, many people. I will not, uh, I won't really say their names because there are just so many people that get interviewed in this. But I'll just call them as friends. And if they have like a special like connection with them, I will try my best to bring it out. Those are the people involved. And now we're going to dive into the plot of Dear Zachary. But one more swig, brother. Bottoms up. Cheers. All right. All right. So let's do this, brother. So the film begins with Kirk Canny's friends interviewing uh, a lot of Andrew's friends. Uh, and they say like a lot of kind of like a one word association thing about him. You know, they say that he's intelligent. They say all these nice things about him. But, you know, of course, they're only going to say nice things about him. But then there's, all, you know, there's some honesty in there. People will say, oh, yeah, he had the worst gas ever. You yeah. know? So it, I thought it was like important to bring up like some of the, you know, the real human, right? Because mm-hmm. not everybody's perfect. If everybody says, oh, yeah, this person was this, this, and this, of course, they're, they're going to say that about everybody. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked how they were, like, honest and, like, funny t- in that regard. Um, you do see, I believe it was Kurt, right, who was crying, like, with his son. And then the son says, why are you crying? And he says, oh, I'll tell you someday. Was that Kurt, dude? I think that, I'm not sure if that was Kurt or that was just a friend. Yeah, you know, I don't know much. You mentioned it. Maybe it was, but I wasn't clear. I thought it was just another friend. But okay. we don't we don't see him again throughout the documentary except at the very end. Yeah. So that would make sense that it would be Kurt. The only reason I thought it was Kurt is because, like, when he talked a little bit, because he obviously was choked up. He was crying with his kid, right? Mm-hmm. He To me, he sounded like him when Kurt narrates. So I don't, But for sure, I, I honestly, I didn't know. Yeah. Right? So then we meet, uh, we meet Kate... Uh, the mother of Andrew, who then says that when she found, she talks about when she found out that Andrew had died and that Andrew was found dead at a park in Pennsylvania. And then the father, Dave, he says that the plan was, okay, our son is dead. We're going to go to California. We're going to, or we're going to go get Andrew in Pennsylvania, bring him back to California. And then we're going to kill ourselves. Like what the fuck, dude? Like this absolutely grabs your attention immediately. Uh, Kurt talks about the time that he found out, and that was that he got a phone call from his sister. And then it goes into Kurt, a little bit of Kurt's upbringing, where he says that he is an aspiring filmmaker. Yeah. And and it's cool how they had, uh, uh, like, uh, shots and, um, or, like, uh, like archive footage, right, of, like, the the filmmaking that he was doing. Yeah. Because Andrew was acting in those films. And then they even got Dave and Kate to be in those films as well. Yeah, it looked like they made quite a few home movies. Yeah. Uh, and then to make it, to see how close 
that Dave, or excuse me, uh, Kurt and Andrew were, that while Andrew was trying to do his best to save up for medical school, he ended up giving Kurt $2,000 to invest in his film so he can get that film out there, man. And I thought that was just so endearing for them to do that. And then uh, because when he found out that Andrew had died, he, he felt, okay, well, I'm going to make a documentary in the honor of Andrew. And then uh, Kate talks about that she's the one that got an application for med school in Newfoundland. Yep. Right. And then as soon as she says that, Kurt says, all right, halt. Before any of that happens, you need to know the truth, the real truth. So basically, they, they do like a, uh, a summary of what happened. Uh, Dave and Kate have the autopsy when they see Andrew's body. The heartbreaking thing about that is that when the, while they're talking about when they see Andrew for the first time when he's dead, they uh, explain how, uh, you know, they held him and everything. They kissed him and then on his cheek, the, they had a, he had a bullet wound. Heartbreaking stuff. And then, of course, to make even more for the dramatics of it, they have pictures of Andrew as a kid. Uh, just so fucking horrible. And then they bring up Shirley Turner, the estranged girlfriend, all right, where she uh, she had met Andrew at the same uh, at the same uh, med school in Newfoundland in Canada. Uh, they do have an interview with um, uh, Andrew's ex-fiance. Her name's Heather. She gets interviewed quite a bit at times. Uh, they don't explain like why they broke up or anything like that. Yeah. But it could not have been good for Andrew uh, because a lot of the the friends that are interviewed, they don't have very nice things to say about Shirley. Uh, they, like I mentioned before, she had like three other kids. She was twice divorced. They say that she's always like inappropriate with her or with them and stuff. And they have one friend even say like to Andrew, like Andrew, like, dude, you can do better, man. <laughs> so imagine like all of your closest friends telling you this shit. Right. Uh, so to go forward now, when uh, when Andrew graduates med school, he goes to New York while Shirley goes to Iowa for work-related reasons. In New York, Andrew was very fucking miserable. Uh, I don't even think they mentioned what like, uh, Shirley went to Iowa for, did they? I don't, rem I don't recall. I don't remember. It was either. just work-related reasons, right? Uh -huh. Oh. Excuse me right there. There's a burp right there. Uh, so like I mentioned, he's really miserable in New York. Doesn't like it there. Uh, by this time, Shirley and him are having a tumultuous long distance relationship. She's out in Iowa. Uh, but Andrew then moves to a small town in Pennsylvania and he fucking loves it. He's out there. And later on, we'll get into how, uh, the people in Pennsylvania, how they adored him and everything like that. Uh, we'll get into more, but in his time in Pennsylvania, he absolutely loves it. And one thing he felt like he needed to do, it's, it's that he needed to break up with Shirley once and for all. So he breaks up with her when they have a uh, she comes to visit him in Pennsylvania and has her uh, get on a plane and go back home to Iowa. Yep. During that time, she she called him 40 times, man. Yeah. 40 fucking times, man. Think about that. If for me to do the second time, if someone doesn't call me, I say, oh, you know what? Fuck it, dude. 40 fucking missed calls, dude. That's not even the... The most amount of times she called. <laughs> Fuck it. There was a time she had like 200 calls. God damn it, brother. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, yes, back to a plane in Iowa the very next day. So let's pause for a little bit. She shows up the very next day. That is 1,300 miles. And she drove. And she drove. So let's put shit in perspective. 
she had to have gotten off and fucking, as soon as she landed back in Iowa, fucking gone way back <laughs> immediately for this to happen. Yeah. 1,300 miles. So then Andrew sees that she is at her doorstep to where he calls a friend. I believe his name was Clark. And he says, yeah, you're not going to believe who's in my front door right now. That psycho bitch is what he says, yeah. right? In his own words. Yep. That psycho bitch. And then Clark says, you know what, Andrew? If you sent somebody away in a plane, you break up with them and she's at my house, I call the, ho- uh, I call the cops, mm-hmm. right? And fucking looking at it in hindsight, man, he said, well, basically says like, yeah, I'm going to go meet her with her somewhere. I'll talk to you later. And then that is the last that he talks to Andrew. Um, yeah. And, and then the thing about what he, what Clark says about Andrew is that Andrew is never late yeah. for anything. Yeah. They had made plans. He said, I'm going to go talk with her and then I'll be at your house at what, like 730. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then the next day he doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. Clark even says like, Andrew, if you're going to go with her, do not go with her alone. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost like this bitch was that fucking crazy for you. Imagine that dude. If you told me that you had been seeing someone for a while yeah, and you did that to her, I'd say, hey, don't go alone. Like, if I said that to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, come on now. <laughs> Baffling at this point, dude. Yeah. All right. So the events of, the, of that day is, like I mentioned, Andrew is never late for anything. So he does not show up to work. So people kind of start panicking. And then at work. Uh, the workers all find out that, hey, there's a man that's been found dead in a park. And was, then the he cops. He was wearing scrubs. Yeah. And then the cops show up at the work. And then everybody would already fucking assume the worst yeah. that Andrew is dead. And then Clark says, all right, well, you need to find Shirley then. To the Did he talk directly with the cops? Is that what he was saying? Or is, yeah. he, is that just like his intuition, like to say that shit in his head? No. It, I mean, he doesn't say that he directly talked to them, but he implies that mm-hmm. he told them, well, if you want to figure out what happened, go find Shirley. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so at the evidence, man, at the park, shot five times, in the, five times in the face, and then also in other areas, including the butt, uh, I believe the back. So, so let, let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you shoot a man five times in the face. And then you have to go and shoot them in different areas. This was bitch it, meant to fucking do it. Was it five times just in the face? I thought it was five times total. I need to go back and watch it, but let's say it is five mm. different spots, dude. Yeah. Right? That's five different locations. Mm. So this bitch was, she, this was intentional. It's not one shot. It's many. Yeah. Right? And then you have like the, the phone call interview with the cop. And then she, the cop asked her, do you have a gun? And she says she does, but, you know, then she starts making up all these fucking lies. Oh, I've been sick all day, yeah. the day of Andrew's death and shit, when, when all they had to do was look at phone records, uh-huh. right? And she had been making phone calls to Andrew when she was in Ohio, when she was in Indiana, when she was in Iowa, in mm. Pennsylvania. The stupid bitch, she was sick all day in bed. Give me a fucking break, Well, I man. guess in her case, technically, she's sick all day every day. Oh, yeah. In the <laughs> fucking head, right? Yeah. Fucking, and then the phone towers, which the thing about that is like, if you have to drive 16 hours, you go, you go through quite a bit of phone towers, Yep. right? So the whole process for that took two weeks. In those two weeks, she was able to fucking flee to Newfoundland back in Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. What the fuck is that? Bitch is guilty right there. It's like, yeah. oh, you're, you're questioning me. Oh fuck. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going back to Canada. Yeah. Why would anybody do that? 
Because right. the bitch is fucking guilty. Mm-hmm. And she fucking knows it. She knows that she her lying like like caught like caught up to her. Right? And then they have like um when the word gets out that Andrew's dead, right? They have like all the services and stuff like that. The funeral and everything. Uh people all over, like people from California. People cause cause he was born in California, so he knows people in California. People in Pennsylvania, Newfoundland, St. Louis, England, because uh Andrew's mother is British. So there are people from all over here for like uh for the funeral and for the service. And for the service that was done in Newfoundland, fucking surely how the audacity to fucking show up to the service and fucking start crying, dude. Yeah. Which I didn't understand why they couldn't just fucking like like question her there. Like couldn't somebody just been like, hey this bitch is right here. Like fucking like call the cops now and fucking Well they they did, right? So she fled she fled in December or something, or mm-hmm. I, I I don't remember the exact time frame. It's been it's been a little while, but um, she the once she crossed the border into Canada, it gets a lot more tricky mm-hmm. because they have to work with you know the American authorities, yeah, and get all that stuff on the same page. And part of, I think that's part of the reason why this whole thing was such a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fuck a very flawed system they got over there in Canada, man. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but shortly thereafter, Shirley is charged with murder. However, she is out on bail the same fucking day Yeah. because her personal fucking psychiatrist used $75,000 of his own fucking money and told her to not have any contact with any of those people and a promise of no, of to not have a flight risk. What a fucking bitch, dude. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? Uh, I don't know. And then to make shit even worse. Shirley then fucking announces that she is four months pregnant with Andrew's child. So when Kurt finds out about this, he says, holy shit, this documentary I'm trying to make is not going to take a new direction. Because not only is this documentary going to be in the life of Andrew, I got to make this now for the son that he's never going to be able to meet. That is some like shit right there, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Son's name ended up being Zachary. That's his name. Uh, and then to make it more heartbreaking now is that Kate and Dave end up quitting their jobs and they have to move all the way out to Newfoundland just so that they can be in direct contact when the baby is born. All right. So the, the, the thing about this is what makes them do this is because they do that, they now have to go and like hire a lawyer because they are afraid for the safety of the baby. All right. And then when they fucking get there, they fucking tell Dave and Kate, man, they, they tell them. Oh, the law is slow in Canada. Like, no, oh, man, that fucking, blah, the shit that they even had to go through that. The law is slow. Uh-huh. Fucking name, man. Uh, because of this shit, man, there are many hearings, many delays, and then translations. When they said translations, it's like, what the fuck did that mean, dude? Is mm. it because, like, they speak fucking French over there? Like, what the fuck do translations mean? Yeah, I think so. They're like trying to translate some Canadian French law or something. I, I that's think. fucking dumb. Is like, can't they just get a fucking like judge that doesn't that speaks English? Uh, like, yeah. why why did it have to be someone that needed translations? I think it was more the way the law was written. Mm. Like, it could be interpreted in different ways. Ah, okay, makes sense now, brother. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for clearing that up. Uh, Dave and Kate, when they go to Newfoundland, man, the the entire like like the town basically, it's not a big populated uh, uh, area where there are, uh, but they be like basically they're loved by everybody, man. Mm-hmm. Um, every they make friends with just about everybody. Uh, the one thing they do mention over there 
is that in Newfoundland, the weather there is fucking horrible. So the the thing about like Newfoundland is that it's hard for them to escape Newfoundland due to the weather. It's very like uh, inclement weather and shit. Um, and then they like briefly go into how Dave and Kate met. Uh, uh, Dave was is, is was in the navy. Like I mentioned, um, Kate is British. Uh, they met, fell in love, and then they even had considerations of adopting a child because they tried for years uh, to get pregnant. And then one thing they said that when they were uh, pregnant with Andrew, uh, he was two weeks late oh, yeah, yeah. to arrive, even though they say, the friends say, oh, Andrew's never late for anything. Yeah. That was a nice little callback right there. I like how it was edited like that and shit like that. Uh-huh. It was very good right there. Um, the one thing, and then they get into this scene, bro, which I thought was like, was very nice, man. They did an excellent job right here of just showing how fucking good of a man Andrew is because they go to, because Kurt, like I mentioned, he goes to like, uh, basically he goes to like all these different places to interview all of like family and friends of Andrew, you know, like in California, Pennsylvania, Newfoundland, and other people. And then this is where he goes all the way to England. And the thing that, that we find out about Andrew is that he loves his cousins a lot, man. He like, he's really tight with all of them. Yeah. Uh, he is an only child. So there is like footage of him at a wedding. And it's his cousin. He was his cousin's like best man. And then he says that he chooses his brothers. Mm. So yeah. And then you go into like five different friends saying, Well, I wanted Andrew to be my best man. So this right here is like an excellent way of showing that how amazing of a person Andrew was, man. Yeah. It's heartbreaking shit right there, man. Um, but the, the thing is though that Dave and Kate eventually do get custody of Zachary because Shirley Turner gets fucking put in jail. But the one thing I need to say about this, brother, is that like, because uh, they're they're going back and forth with Shirley uh, to get custody, right? Yeah. Of the baby with Dave and Kate, and it's like, fuck! In what fucking world is this even a debate? This bitch is a prime suspect in a murder. Yeah, but you got to remember that this is two thousand one, so this is it's a long time ago. This that's still the primary thinking was that the mother. I mean, even to this day, that's true. It, any any fathers out there going through the divorce, you know that the system is heavily weighted against the father, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, in most cases probably is the way it goes. But there's definitely cases where the mothers are pieces of shit and the fathers, you know, they get shit on. They, you know, they fall through the cracks. Yeah. And this is this is why, like, why is it a debate? It's because, especially back then, they really wanted to keep the kid with a mother. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Fuck, man. The day Zachary is born, right? They want to, uh, Dave and Kate are there, but Shirley does not allow them to see them. What a fucking bitch. Not until a whole month later. Uh, when they finally do meet him, man, the comparison pictures of Zachary and Andrew are like spot on. Hmm. Uh, that could have only been Andrew's baby, yeah. is what uh, Kate says. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shirley then accuses Dave and Kate from keeping Zachary too fucking long and just shit like the stupid fucking bitch, dude. Yeah. Uh, there are more uh, delays with the sentencing and everything to where Shirley's lawyer, fuck, this this part fucking had me like like wanting to pull my fucking hair out, dude, because uh, Shirley's lawyer demands to throw the case out so that, I quote, so that she can go on with her life. Yeah. 
stupid fucking mother. Look, look, fucker. Like, I get that your job is to defend this piece of shit. But to say something that fucking stupid and heartless, dude, it's like so she can move on with her life when she just took the life of someone. <laughs> Give me a fucking break when the evidence is right there and everything, dude. Yeah, but I mean, they haven't gone to trial yet. And this is this is standard practice, like even today. Like, for instance, uh, that guy who knifed those kids, was it last year? Uh, Kohlenberger, whatever his name is. Recently, I think it was a couple of months ago, his lawyer uh, petitioned the court to drop the case. So, you know, pretty much like this. It's just mm -hmm. kind of like a, a Hail Mary. I mean, it's not going to happen, but mm -hmm. it's just like standard bullshit that they try to pull. Yeah, what a shit thing to say, though, man. Uh -huh. um, the thing is that Shirley eventually does go to jail despite all these like uh delays and shit like that but david and then this is david and kate finally get custody of zachary which right here it's like fuck yeah finally something fucking good happens dude but not so fucking fast because then they need they need to take they have custody of zachary but not without like all of the control because of this shit they have to at least make one phone call each day while she's in jail all right and then, uh, dude, and then they also have to have a one weekly visit in jail. I just mentioned that the weather in Newfoundland is shit. Mm. So they're having to drive through that bullshit weather just so that they can take baby to see this piece of shit in jail. <laughs> and then to make things even fucking worse, bro, is that like this, this part fucking made me sick to my stomach was they had that phone interview, right? Where they had the recording yeah. where Shirley's in jail. And she says, oh, you know what? Uh, there's a uh, present. I, I don't know what to give Zachary for, for Christmas. I was thinking of a, a a picture that had said mommy and daddy with me and Andrew. It's like, you fucking bitch. You're, you're in jail for killing this, this these, these people, these wonderful people's son. And you're thinking this would be a fucking idea to give your child, dude? Like, and you're saying this to the parents of the person that you fucking killed. Well, I mean, she's crazy, right? She's, she is, bro. She's got multiple things wrong with her. She's definitely a narcissist. She loves, like, the control aspect. And she's also kind of, like, she knows that she's being a huge piece of shit. But that's what gets her off, right? So mm -hmm. she's telling them, like, oh, you know, Andrew, let's have a picture with me and Andrew for the baby. And she, she just know she knows that the parents, Andrew's parents aren't going to be like, you stupid cunt. Mm -hmm. They're just going to bite their teeth and be like, uh, you know, because yeah. it, it's all like a power play and she loves it. Fucking, oh man. Dave and Kate deserve the world, bro. Yeah. For them to handle it, how like impressively they handled everything. Mm -hmm. Oh man, they, uh, heartbreaking shit right there. Uh, Kurt then goes to Pennsylvania to the little town where he interviews all the friends where Andrew was a doctor. And again, just more examples of what an exceptional man Andrew is. Uh, they were saying that there were patients that would ask for Andrew to be like their doctor yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, they also say that there was a person that became close with Andrew because the, he helped diagnose their cousin's cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, and then uh, just a wonderful person. And there is a friend that gets interviewed, and him and Kurt end up drinking Andrew's last beer together. Yeah, the ESB. You see that, bro? Yep. What is that, bro? I've never even heard of it. Uh, ESB, I think it's extra special bitter. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But it's a I thought you were going to say extra special beer. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, take a swig for that, brother, because th that has to be a fucking honor. 
Mm-hmm. Like you drink like the last beer for someone, dude, and in the memory of them, you that, get a swig right there. It's depressing know, as shit, yeah, but that, that's... it's an honor at the same time. That's depressing. That would be like if I died and then you came over here and you're like, oh, it's Jink Danny's last high life. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Don't say that, dog. Yeah. No, you're, you're true, true. But it would be an honor, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to a little introduction to a stupid fucking bitch that I'm going to call her. Um, she is Gail Welsh. She is the stupid bitch that deemed Shirley as a non-threat to society. Oh. They told... they This bitch says... That if she promises to behave, it's like, dude, she's not a child. Like, oh, do you promise to behave? I'll let you go. Yeah. Shit like that. She says not only that she's a non-threat to society, but she has no psychological disorder. And she does not threat. She is not a threat to kill again because she already killed the person she wanted to. Mm-hmm. In yeah. what fucking world does that logic make any sense, bro? Yeah, and it doesn't even make much sense because they bring up the fact that she's had multiple restraining orders. She's mm-hmm. ha- she's done the same uh, pattern of behavior with multiple other boyfriends. There was like the one where uh, a guy had to get a restraining order because mm-hmm. she called him like 200 times and she showed up at his doorstep like from states away after he moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, she was pulling this one out of her ass. Fucking bitch. But because of this fucking bitch, Shirley is free once again. Mm-hmm. And now Kate and Dave have to give Zachary back to Shirley. Back to the hands of a fucking monster, dude. Yep. Stupid shit. And because of this, uh, Dave and Kate need to com- uh, communicate more and have more contact with Shirley. to be uh, So that they can go back and forth with Zachary, dude. So you can see them that they say that they go to malls. They, they went to movies. They had swimming lessons together. They even have pictures of that shit. They have to be, in, they have to be within feet of each other of their son's murderer, dude. Mm-hmm absolutely appalling bro i was fucking sick to my stomach watching this shit and uh man the way she's kind of fucking smiling in the pictures and shit like that when they're doing the swim lessons with zachary yep when dave and kate are just being the wonderful grandparents that they are Mm -hmm. just being professional and because they're there for zachary man it's just for them you know Ah, uh, it just it fucking angered me, bro. I wanted to pull my motherfucking hair out, dude. Yeah, and they mentioned too how Shirley was a terrible mother, pretty much. Mm-hmm. The other kids, she pretty much ditched them as soon as they were born and left yeah. them with the fathers. And uh, they said that she even had said that you know kids are more trouble than they're worth. So the only reason why she's doting or trying or pretending to on Zachary is just because of like the power that it has over. Uh, Dave and Kate, right? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really care about Zachary. It's just the attention mm-hmm. and the control. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why. Yeah, and then we get to the the heart. One of the uh, heartwarming parts of the documentary is where Kurt meets Zachary for the first time. Oh, uh-huh. it was so sad, man. But uh, but yeah, and then you also see that, uh, like, you see the the urn, Andrew's urn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not all the remains are in there. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, the, the fucking, it was just so nice seeing Kurt when he met Zachary and then Andrew's friends, like send all the people that, uh, he had, Kurt had interviewed like people from St. Louis, people from England, people from California, Pennsylvania, everywhere. Uh, they, they ask him like, is there anything you want to say to Zachary? And they're like, oh yeah, like Zachary, can't wait to meet you. Uh, you're wonderful. You had a great father, all these like heartfelt messages for him. Uh, and then I believe it's Clark. Uh, the one that said, oh, yeah, the, the last one that saw Andrew, right? Yep. He says, Zachary, 
his message to Zachary is, is is that you are a lucky boy, but you're an unfortunate boy. And that could not have been said any more better, brother. Mm-hmm. Because it's very true. He's a very lucky boy to have such wonderful, caring grandparents like Dave and Kate. And everybody loves Dave and Kate, so you know that the support from everybody is going to be there for him. But it's so unfortunate for him because he's never going to be able to meet his father. Yeah. Uh, and then because they've already done a wonderful job of giving us a, a clear picture of how wonderful and great of, of a person that Andrew is. Uh, and then it was Zach's first birthday party. Shirley throws the birthday party at a McDonald's, which I'm not saying anything. Like, I I don't know what they say. Shirley was a doctor, right? Dr. Sh- Shirley Turner and shit uh-huh. like that. Um, but then at this McDonald's, uh, that she complains to them that Zach is too happy with them mm-hmm. and complains that she, oh, she always wants to go with Kate. And the fucking reason why is because you just mentioned, brothers, because she doesn't, Shirley doesn't give a fuck about, she's a phony ass mother. Yeah. That's what she is, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, uh, I think Dave like briefly brings it up that because by this time, Zachary's one, he can already walk. Yeah. So it's like Shirley, Shirley's on one side, Kate is in the other. Of course, Zachary's going to want to go to Kate. But she's loving, she's wonderful and does everything with him. Yeah, I think he also says that uh, Shirley, she acted like a mother but she mm-hmm. just didn't have the warmth mm-hmm. which is it's like one thing like you could pretend to be a good friend or something like that but if you don't have you know that warmth behind it mm-hmm. then you know people can see through it mm-hmm. especially little kids right absolutely and then brother we get into the most the fucking appalling part of the documentary bro get to the part where the friends that have been interviewed previously they see that they are watching there. They say uh, they remember where they were when they re- when this happened. They were, all of them say they were watching their TV and they see a picture on the news. They see a picture of Shirley and Zachary. And Shirley and Zachary were found dead. And the heartbreaking thing about that is that Dave and Kay had to go and identify Zachary, man. Yep. To this thing, this is where Kurt gives a brief summary of what happened to the day of. So what happens is Shirley is at a bar. She meets a man. That man's friend says, hey, man, don't go with this fucking bitch. I hear this some shit about her. To where Shirley goes to the man's home and attempts to frame him for murder and attempts suicide at the doorstep, dude. Right? Yeah, yeah so it was her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd been dating not very long. And then yeah. they, they went to this bar, and that's when the friend said, hey, this Shirley woman, she was she's involved in this Andrew Bagby murder. And that's when the guy was like, oh. And then he broke up with her mm-hmm. because he don't want to be part of that. Yeah. Who would, right? Right. Who the <laughs> fuck would? So what this stupid bitch does, man? She gets out of Van. She puts it in also for herself and also puts it in Zachary's formula. She straps Zachary to her and jumps into the Atlantic Ocean, killing them both. And the thing that fucking like almost had me in tears, brother, is that when Kurt is summarizing this shit, he chokes up Hmm. when he's saying, did you catch that? Yeah. Fuck, man. That that fucking like, I remember the first time I watched it, dude, and my vision started shaking, dude. I was like, oh, please don't fucking don't don't tell me what I think it is, bro. Hmm. And it's exactly what happened. And to me, it was such a gut punch, bro. Such a fucking like slap. It was like yeah. a twist that I did not see coming. A twist that I was like, dude, like, 
This documentary was so that was so that Zachary could know about his father. And now this documentary is not for him either. Because mm-hmm. he's never going to be able to see it. Yep. You know? And then just the heartbreaking part of how Dave and Kate are having to explain this. Because basically, dude, because of this documentary, man, their wounds are being reopened. Oh, Ta- yeah. Talking about this shit, you know? Well, I mean, it's hard for them, right? Because they, yeah. lost, they lost their son that was a lot of their life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the originally mentioned they were going to kill themselves mm-hmm. and then when they found out about zachary it kind of reignited that spark and gave mm-hmm. them another reason to keep going and then you know it was kind of like a like a up and down and then yes. when you think things are going then it's like even worse like mm-hmm. it's like how do you recover it's just tragic yeah that is putting it mildly man mm-hmm. zachary is re- is cremated his ashes are spread out in england and St. Louis with Andrew. Mm-hmm. So they had uh, parts of Andrew uh, spread out in different areas. Although they did keep the urn at their house and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you know, but again, brother, to echo kind of what you were saying, you know, the fact that Shirley left such a wonderful couple, like Dave and Kate just broken like this, just fucking so upsetting, man. She's and crazy, man. That's... It is, dude. And then like the, the thing that like, Dave ends up bringing up is that he had planned to kill Shirley. Oh, yeah. Before everything, huh? so his plan was to was to wait for Kate to have a sleeping pill so that he could like take off, mm-hmm. you know. But this wouldn't make sense because the whole town already knows them. Yeah. If if Shirley wakes uh, is killed one day randomly, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not because like suicide or anything like that, then they're gonna look at them maybe perhaps. Well, it's just one of those like fantasies mm-hmm. where it's like I should have just killed her because I mean if he did, if he just grabbed a gun, shot her in the head. Mm-hmm. he would have saved Zachary. Mm-hmm. He would have gone to jail much quicker than she would have. Yeah. Obviously, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, what is it? Uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. And then the thing he also brings up too, he goes, well, yeah, we can't just skip town either because the weather here in Newfoundland fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. and they can't just fucking leave. Yep. And man, dude, the, the basically bro, the Canadian law fucking failed, man. Plain and fucking simple, dude. Mm-hmm. There's a press conference that Dave does, even though he's advised not to do so. But he says, fuck it, man. I'm going to tell him. I'm just like, these these bail laws need to be changed. You know, Child Protective Services, their job is to... Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. And they fucking failed to do that, man. The, the judge and the psychiatrist and the people uh, that were involved in Zachary's, like, protective services and shit, they all declined interviews, obviously. <laughs> right? Uh, and then they also bring up that, uh, they bring up that stupid bitch, Kate Welsh or Welsh, Gail Welsh again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, oh yeah, she's not a threat to society. There's no psychological disorder. There's no threat f- to kill again. And then you find out that eight people had restraining orders on this bitch. Mm-hmm. The ex-boyfriend broke up with her and attempted suicide at the front doorstep Yep. and threatened to kill him and also threatened to stab someone or an inmate with a fork in jail. <laughs> like, could it this shit been more than enough to fucking just say, oh, yeah, keep this bitch here? Yeah. Well, in a perfect world, it would have. But I mean, shit like this happens all the time. It's not just it's not just uh, a Canadian law problem. It happens mm-hmm. all the time in the U.S. too. Like you, you hear about these crazy people that shoot up these schools and shit. And then you go back and you hear that if 10 people complain to the principal that, oh, this guy said he's going to bring a bomb to school, he's going to kill these. And then we hear all this shit after. So it's like it's just kind of like 
failing of the system, but mm -hmm. also failing of the people that are supposed to take responsibility. So. Yeah, man. Uh, yes, because of this, uh, Dave and Kay become activists. They do a lot of radio and TV interviews. The, the, the bail laws is what really like sets Dave apart from everything that he needs it to be changed. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are set out for murder, you should not be granted bail. Fuck that. You stay in that fucking cell. Um, Dave ends up writing a book, man, which I was like, man, I, I don't know if I want to go out and read it because it's like, uh, like to me, the documentary was enough, you know, mm -hmm. but there might be some more insightful things. Um, and then Kurt, like he, he ends up, he ends the documentary by saying that, um, that Kurt considered giving up doing the documentary when, when Zachary had, had, had died. But then he says that he realizes that he had to keep going. And the real reason why is because of Dave and Kate, man. Because mm -hmm. they are just wonderful people, like I've mentioned over and over in this podcast. I want to bring it out there, how fucking wonderful people they came up to be. And one thing that I think got lost in this, brother, was that, like, uh, Shirley's other kids were never really mentioned up until one time. You see, yep. like, the oldest son get interviewed briefly. Uh -huh. And it's true. It's like, now this bitch fucking leaves, like, three other kids without a mother. Yeah, but well, like maybe they wanted a relationship with her. We never, we never, we'll never know. I don't think they did, right? Because she was like a ghost to them. Mm -hmm. She ran off to middle school, left them all. And the son that you're talking about, he even said, like, he's pretty much saying, like, yeah, you know, I support uh, Dave and Kate because she shouldn't have been let out. Yeah. They should have let, like, let her ass rot in prison and then go to trial because, you know, he lost a younger brother because mm -hmm. he did meet he did meet zachary man that is so depressing dude and then the the film ends right there right but before it does there is a website www.dearzachary.com it says you can donate i looked it up bro i went up last night actually and i looked it up mm. and i know it's not much it's only 20 dollars. but i was going to donate and what made me stop because i only glossed over the page one time mm -hmm. um what i wanted to donate is like i want to it said that this donation only goes to people who are going through like uh is gonna go to towards people that are going through like something similar to what Dave and Kate are going through. Hmm. No, but it's like I wanna donate to Dave and Kate specifically, bro. Like uh -huh. them. I do. Like them. I don't want to I know it's not a lot of money, but I want it to go to them. Yeah, but they set it up that way. Yeah. Pro probably they did. probably because they don't want the money. They probably don't need it. Uh, so they would, they set up a charity that would help people that in mm -hmm. similar situations, probably people who weren't as fortunate, like people that can't quit their jobs and go, you know, fight long protracted legal battles. So, I mean, it's still for a worthy cause and it's a cause that they would, they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Uh, that's the way it ended, bro. I was almost in tears when it ended. Uh, my blood pressure fucking rose, like, from the point when the friend said, oh, yeah, I remember where I was. I was watching TV. And then mm -hmm. the unthinkable happened with Zachary. Mm -hmm. From that on, dude, my, I, man, I started sweating, dude. I was, like, fucking pacing around and shit. I couldn't sit comfortably in my couch, dude. It was a fucking experience, man. It is beautifully crafted. Uh, but, yeah, man, but we'll get into our overall thoughts in a little bit. But before we do, because, like, there's nothing about Kirk Kenny that I've since seen. I don't even know if he's done anything afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to bring up four other documentaries that are somewhat similar to Dear Zachary. 
there are three of them. There are four I'm going to bring up, but there are three that is like Dear Zachary to the point where like I was fucking appalled by it, but I can't deny how good of a documentary it was. Uh, the first one I want to bring up, let me know if you've seen this, brother, is The Bridge. Yes, I've seen have that Have you one. seen that one? Yep, yep, I have. That is a fucked up documentary. Uh, I don't know where you can find it, but check out The Bridge. That is some hard shit right there. The, the Bridge is about people who go to the San Francisco Bridge and they commit suicide. And these two documentarians are there filming hours and hours until they see someone. When they find out who it is, they go and interview the people's like family. And the thing is, I don't even think they knew they were aware that they were being interviewed. Hmm. That yeah, dude. I, I think that's wrong. Yeah. But fucking amen. The bridge. Check that one out if you can. Another one I want to bring up is Taxi to the Dark Side. Have you seen this one, brother? Heard of it? No. Taxi to the Dark Side is a documentary about a a taxi driver, I believe, in Iraq. And he picks up these two Americans where these Americans, they uh, they are living in the site where it's kind of like a, a safe place mm -hmm. because this is like kind of like during around during the time of the war. Yep. So they get this taxi driver, even though he's harmless, he's doing, he's just doing his job and they torture him and kill him. Damn. And, and then the, the fucked up part about the documentary is that the people who killed the man are the ones that are being interviewed. Oh. Huh. Yeah. It is fucking depressing. It is sad. Taxi to the dark side. The last fucked up documentary I want to bring up is Jesus Camp. Oh, I, I think I've heard seen, of that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I don't I don't want to get into my feelings on religion and shit like that. Right. We're we're not gonna do that. But that's not what this podcast is about. So I'm not, the less I say about it, the better. Jesus Camp. Check it out. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and the last one I bring up, brother. Let's let's get some like at least some heartfelt stuff in this we can't end it uh, like on a depressing note you know that it already is and the documentary what you'd like i would like you all to go out of your way and check out it's called faces places it is a documentary by agnes varda she has since passed away may her god rest her soul she is a she was a fantastic documentarian faces places about a woman and a man uh agnes varda is like in her 80s at this point she might be in her early 90s uh, and there's like a young guy that's with her uh, along for the ride. They go around France in this van that takes these massive, massive pictures. Uh, like they have like a like a picture booth mm. in this van. And then they take the pictures and then it gets printed on the side of the van. And like this like huge print. It's like a massive printout. Mm. And then they get these printouts and they just put them all over the uh, wherever the fuck, all the towns that they're going to. Yeah. Uh, man, this this is such a charming documentary it is so good man and it, it'll restore your fucking belief in humanity man please go out of your way and check out faces places all right so let me get a swig right here brother and then let's get into our overall thoughts of dear zachary bottoms up brother cheers are you done with yours bro yeah oh shit i'm halfway there <laughs> fucking not even all right if you don't mind bro let me go first yeah yeah go ahead because fuck did i watch this documentary like 10 years ago, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned before, man, it is fucking sad. It is depressing, heartbreaking. It's rather melancholic because there are some parts in it that will bring you some joy, you know? But then like that that twist at the end just fucking hit me. Like it, it was devastating. Fuck, to put it mildly. Um, I will bring up that like they did an excellent job as far as the storytelling goes, man. It was wonderful. 
Dave and Kate, to me, are just the embodiment of what parents should be. Uh, the, the, the fucking fact that they had to go through such heartbreaking things, not just once, but twice, is unimaginable to me. Um, despite all that said, man, this is one of the most beautifully crafted documentaries I've ever seen. I'm going to give this nine and a half stars out of ten, brother. And and I'll, I'll explain to you why it's not a ten, all right? And the reason why, and this is not their fault, but the reason is because of this. I watched this and I said, you know what? I'm not watching this ever again. This is far too depressing for a second viewing. And that's the only gripe, like the only qualm I have about this film. And yeah, I did just said I met, I watched it like three times for the sake of this podcast. But I'm never gonna go out and way and be like, oh, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm gonna put on Dear Zachary. <laughs> no, it's like watch this, grief with everybody else, and appreciate for the excellency of what the documentary is as far as the storytelling goes, and then never watch it again. Yeah. Uh, for me, I like I said, I saw this over 10 years ago. It's been a long time, but I felt the same way. I was moved when I first saw it, and I never watched it again until mm. this podcast when you brought it up that we should review it. So I watched it again. It's still fresh. It's still impactful. I thought that, as you mentioned, it's crafted very well. The cuts, um, the interviews, the uh, the narration by Kurt is is very well done he touches he crafts a story in a beautiful way even though it contains you know depressing and tragic events overall though i'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten all right but elite range man yeah yeah very well deserving it is a fantastic it not it's an excellent documentary depressing as shit man but yeah one more bottoms up right here to the memory of andrew to the memory of zachary to Kirk Kenny, Dave and Kate, and everybody involved in this documentary. Bottoms up. I raised my glass to all of you, man. Bottoms up. My my heart aches for all of you. Cheers. Mm-hmm. We're going to end it right there, man. Thank you all so much for taking the time to check out this episode. Uh, please join us next week. It's going to be our recap episode. Mm-hmm. All right? So we're going to tell you guys some uh, behind the scenes. We're going to do a review of everything that we've done. In my opinion, this has been the funnest season of reviews that we've done. All right? Can't wait for all, all of you to hear that. Uh, remember to be kind to one another. Much love to y'all and peace. Mwah, mwah. See you later.